What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey, Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I am chilling, laying back, and I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and film this reflection. And I ain't gonna lie to you, this reflection is slightly embarrassing because last year in 2023, I learned that I was a pushover still. Even with choosing to eradicate people pleasing, knowing that I needed to set boundaries, I still had moments where I was allowing myself to be a pushover. Now, it wasn't all bleak, right? There were moments that I did put my foot down, but there were moments where I asked myself if I was being passive aggressive. There were moments where I asked myself if I was being an a-hole. There were moments where I really had to sit with myself and reflect on it in order to be able to fully present it to you all. And I'm actually going to give you like episodes that you can go back and listen to because in the moment when I filmed those episodes, I was in a state of reflection, but my body wasn't in a state of following the reflection and the intention. And so now when I actually like process today, I'm like, these are the things that I did learn in 2023, but that I'm slightly embarrassed to even admit because I'm like, it took me 30 some years to like get that. Like, wow. But some people don't even learn this, you know, in their 30s. Some people learn in their 60s. Some people never learn it. So we live, we learn, and we move forward. So these are the five things that I learned in 2023. I would say definitely um, go back and listen to my 2024 business strategy because I filmed that at the end of September and I listed out everything that I was going to do. And so 90 days later, I will tell you that it's working. Yes, I took an income dip because I cut out a lot of stuff And I fully moved into living according to my human design. But I've been laying out the framework every step of the way. So living according to my theme, which I'm a manifester. Yes, I've been doing it. I've been initiating. I've been informing people, letting people know what I'm going to do. I learned that I am a specific manifester. So I have to be extremely specific and let people know what it is so that We don't waste anybody's time. We don't waste my time. We don't have any anger. Nobody feels oppressed. Nobody feels like they're not getting where they need to go. Everybody is moving along. So I've definitely been doing that a lot more in the podcast. I've been clear, like, this is the program. This is who it's for. This is how much it costs. You want a payment plan? This is the link. This is where to get it. If you want to join this program, DM me. I'll get you the information. Like I've been extremely clear and really working according to my human design. And it's been crazy because 
I have been so used to living a certain way that I've been living for so long. And that way felt right, even though that way was wrong. Like that way felt right. That way was like, I've always done it the hard way. or I've always done it this way because I've been able to make do this particular way. I would say this is the number one thing I learned in 2023 is that we like to make things harder. Don't make things harder. It is not the strategy. Like we like to say, oh, it's the strategy. I need to do things better. No, it's the mindset. You can be an amazing person and you can have all the strategy and you can be attracting people from all over the world. But if your mindset is just focused on making things harder, it's almost like you're negating something that you haven't even seen in the future. You're canceling out your future. Like you're saying you want to have the six figure months in the future, but then you're negating it because you're so focused on the mindset of what worked for you to get to 100K a year. So you negate this timeline for yourself because you're so concrete and you're making it harder. This is why so many people can't sit in classes or like sit in lives or learn from people because they literally sit there the entire time and they're going in to try to get more abundance um, increase, but they sit in the actual opportunity and they decrease every single thing they receive. They're receiving millions and millions of dollars of information, but because it's not being presented the way that they think it should, because their mind is so stuck in this concrete mindset, they negate everything they just learned. And they say, oh, I ain't learned nothing in there. And then somebody else takes that same information and goes and make a bag. And now they're like, now, wait a minute. How did that work for them? But it didn't work for me. It's not the strategy. It's the mindset. And so many people, their mindset is so fixed and closed that they stay in survival mode. They stay in their current situation because their mindset is so concrete. And so I learned that, especially last year, you cannot change somebody else's mind. Like you can't. You can give them all the strategy in the world. You can tell them exactly how you achieved what you achieved. You can show them authentically the entire journey. Like I've been documenting my journey for the last four, five, seven years. And honestly, on YouTube, I mean, you can go back 10 years and see where I was then to now. And so the strategy is there. The consistency is there. The authenticity is there. The growth is there. I'm not who I was before. There's been times where I've had to take accountability to myself and say, you need to be better here. Work on this. You need to show up differently. You need to have initiative here. There's been times where I've had to really work on myself and I'm still working on myself. Like I'm not perfect, but my mindset could not be concrete. If I look at a video and I see how I was before and I realize that there's been no growth, I can't look back and see any growth. That's a problem. 
If I'm constantly sitting back saying, ooh, I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that. And I'm not accepting my growth. Then I'm limiting myself. And I definitely learned that I can't do that. In learning that, though, I also learned that I can only change my mind, which I already knew that. I can't change other people's mind, which I already knew that. But it became extremely clear that what I already knew and my actions weren't aligning. So I know that I can change my mind. I did. I know that I can't change other people's mind. I stopped doing it. But when I started looking at my content, I started looking at the ways that people would bring their problems to me and I would just constantly empathize. I had to nip that in the bud. I had to stop doing that because I would literally make it easy for people to bleed on me. And so I'm freely giving out strategy and I'm freely helping people, but I'm talking to them while I've changed, but I'm not talking to them with the understanding that I need to talk to the ones who've also changed. My mindset went back to that concrete mindset and tried to dumb it down to the moments when I was in the concrete mindset because I felt like, let me dumb it down to the concrete mind so that I can pull them out of it. But I, I knew that I couldn't change other people's minds. So why am I trying to go back and change their mind, right? Once I had that perspective shift and I realized I can change my mind and as I move forward, people are going to see that me informing them is me giving them a perspective shift, but I can't change their mind. I can help someone see a different perspective, but I can only do that by actually doing it. So once I got that, I was like, you know what? This dip makes sense. The dip made sense because of number two, which is the boundaries. I had boundaries until I gave myself permission to lower it. It was okay for me to have boundaries and it was okay for me to have standards and it was okay for me to have things in place. But if somebody doesn't like it or if somebody feels some type of way, then I also gave myself permission to lower the standard to make it easier for them. It's why I'm so firm on people today, especially my service providers. Like you got to stop lowering the boundary to make other people feel comfortable. Because then you end up in survival mode and you're trying to figure out why am why is my money looking funny? Why are things not working? Why is this happening to me? And it's because you are surviving, but you're not even surviving to live in your world. You're trying to survive to live in somebody else's world. Your price is the way your price is. You've done the calculations. You've hired a coach. Your coach has helped you. You know that this is how much the minimum needs to be for you to offer that service. And yet you go and run into somebody and in their world, they believe you're expensive. And now you're shifting your entire world to be a part of their world. And they still don't even invest in you. And now you're shocked. You're upset. You're trying to figure out why. 
And then you're not even talking to the people who are ready to invest because you're stuck trying to survive in this concrete world that this other person has. And they had zero intentions to even be a part of your world. And so many people do that even in relationships. I realized that I was sitting there trying to be a part of a team or be around people. And I felt because we had moments where things were good, that they were actually my friends or that they actually cared. And then when things shifted and I had to say no, all of a sudden they're upset when I have to hold a boundary. When I say, yes, I'll handle this for you. Don't worry. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, you need this. Perfect. Yes, you can't do this. I'll do it for you. Yes, you can't show up and do your part. I'll do it for you. And the minute I say, you know what? I promised myself that I would get to my next goal. I promised myself that I would do an inventory of my life. I promised myself I would not quit on myself. So because of that, in this moment, I need to work on this. So I have to tell you no. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a horrible person. And for so long, when someone would get upset because I told them no, I would shift myself around to make their world easy. And I'd be like, you know what? Okay, I don't want you upset. Let me stop what I'm doing. And and people would learn if I just act crazy or if I just act this way, then she'll she'll turn around. And so for a lot of people in 2023, like they say, standing on business, I really stood on business. No means no. If you can't agree, okay, we can disagree, but it needs to be respectfully. It needs to be with care because there's things that I wouldn't do to another person. And I know another person can go as low as they want to go, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get out of my power and go low with them. And so it was a very like real time lesson for me because I had to walk away from a lot of things that I had prided myself on doing and being and having. And I had to be like, no, this doesn't make sense. In my concrete mind, yeah, that makes sense to do all these things because I believe that doing more is going to get more for me in the end. But that's not how that works. And when we really sit and think logically about it, a lot of people really believe that doing more and doing it for less is going to get them more. And so they continue to do more. How many people do you know in the church doing all the things and they they sitting there, they always on the prayer list? How many people do you know that are always doing the most for their relationship and that person can't even show up on time? That person is out and you see them talking to somebody else, chasing them because they can't value what is waiting for them at home. And so this is just the thing of where I really had the reflection. And I also realized when you set boundaries, you got to also be able to have the gift of a graceful goodbye. You got to be able to nip it in the bud. You got to be able to say, I told you once. Okay. I told you twice. You're on thin ice. Third time you're out. And you got to be able to really stand on that. 
And you got to let people have their tantrums, letting people act crazy. People want to sit here and act the fool and throw dirt on your name and try to get a smear campaign and try to get everybody to be against you. It's because they needed other people around them to listen to their story, to validate to them that they have a right to act out of order. And over time, people will see that's been them the whole time. They've been out of order the whole time. And they just wanted to use them to be a part of their cult to say, yeah, let's force you to be the bad person. And a lot of people are tired of that. And I was tired of that. And I had to really stand on business, set the boundary and move forward. I already knew that I needed to be able to not allow myself to be disrespected or not allow my business to be disrespected or to actually stand up for myself, right? Because I had set ground rules, but I had to actually be strong-willed and cut the toxic stuff out swiftly. I no longer could pride myself on being somebody who is so compassionate and so understanding. You can be so compassionate and empathize yourself out of your own blessings because you're sitting, taking time, trying to understand why somebody mistreated you. At the end of the day, they mistreated you. At the end of the day, if they wanted to not disrespect you, they would. Because I also take the time to check myself to see, am I being disrespectful to this person? And so in 2023, I learned some people don't have boundaries there. And they will try to impede on your own boundaries. But that doesn't mean that I have to turn around and let my boundaries go for that. The third thing I learned is be okay with being the foreign. Mm -hmm. Be okay with being the foreign. Definitely. I spent so much of my life trying to be relatable that I created imaginary problems that didn't even have to be there. And this one makes me want to cry because literally I always knew I was different. I always knew that there was something special about me. I always knew that I had a certain gift. And I know that every person in this world has their own gifts. But so many people choose not to tap into their gifts. And the minute one person is finally able to stand on what they're confident in, people will try to tear this person down and try to make this person feel crazy and try to gaslight them into gaslighting themselves out of doing the thing that they know they're gifted to do. You know you have a gift with words. You know you have a gift with um, putting things together or you know you have a gift with talking to people or you know you have a gift with doing something, yet you're constantly trying to be around people who don't see your gift and you're trying to survive there. You're trying to say, please see me, please see me. And people are not seeing you. And now you're making it as if it's something wrong with you, but it's your gift. If everybody has the same gifts, what good is that? That's not empowerment. Empowerment is not everybody coming together because we all have the same gifts and we need to shine our gifts by putting other people in the audience. That's not a gift. That's not the point of it. Your gift 
is how can I bring something different to the table? That's empowerment. How can we bring multiple gifts to the same table and everybody shines in their zone of genius? So many people don't like that. Because they rather shine in somebody else's zone of genius. They rather tell other people what to do. And then when the spotlight is on them, all of a sudden they're shy. All of a sudden they can't move forward. And so in 2023, I got tired of that. I had to be okay with being a foreign. I don't need more of me's. I needed people to actually do what they said they were specialists in. And when the time came where the spotlight was on them to shine and I realized they couldn't, it took me some time. I ain't gonna lie. It took me some time because I kept trying to give people opportunities. But I had to be like, you know what? Thank you for your services. Have a good day. I had to stop creating these problems about it. I had to stop being like, well, if they don't, if I don't, you know, if I don't have them here, then I'm going to have to figure it out and I'm going to have to do it on my own. Okay. If I don't have them here, you know, they got kids. Well, you know, who's going to, they're not going to have any money for their kids. They know what they need to do in order to get paid. Oh, well, you know, if I don't, if, if I tell them that that's not okay, then they're going to be upset and then they're going to be telling people that I'm a mean boss or that I'm a mean person to work with. If people know what they have to do and they're so happy to do it and they're not doing it, then that means I'm okay with mediocrity. And I'm lying to them because I'm letting them believe that what they're doing is okay and it's not, it doesn't meet the mark. And they knew that there was a mark here because when they came in and interviewed or when they came to be my friend or when they get around me, they know that there's elevation. They can feel it in their body that mediocrity doesn't work here. And so when they try it, I'm afraid to talk to them and tell them, yeah, that's not it. The disconnect was with me. I was the one creating those imaginary problems when it didn't even have to be a problem. My new thing is there's no problem. And I didn't understand why 50 Cent used to say that a lot in his book, his audio book. But I'm like, I get it. There's no problem here. If someone tells me that they can do all these things and I ask them to do one or two of those things and they come to me stuttering with excuses because they couldn't do it. And then I say, there's no problem. I need this done by this time. And then they turn around and they create their own problems within themselves then there's no problem. Have a good day. You know what you're here to do. You're not able to do it. There's no problem. Have a good day. But I would take on those problems. And instead of allowing people to go handle their stuff, I would take it on first and create stuff. And I just got tired of that. Like, seriously. When you know that you're called to lead, when you know you're called to be a top industry leader, when you know you're called to move a certain way and you're already battling within yourself with, okay, I'm creating something I've never seen before, but I want to do it in excellence and I know I can do it. You don't have time to put yourself around people that are going to bring you down, that are going to tell you you're too arrogant simply because you finally found the confidence in yourself. You really don't have time for that. 
Like, you really don't have time for that. And we make it okay for Beyonce, but for regular people or extraordinary people like us, it's an issue. Oh, Beyonce, she's a Virgo. Oh, that's why. Oh, somebody's getting fired. Oh, it has to be like, the, if Beyonce's going to do it, it's going to be at the, the highest level of excellence. Okay, but when you have people right there that you can actually talk to, that you can actually DM and they'll respond, that you can actually text, that you can actually get on their live and you can say something and they're going to acknowledge and say, hey, I see you. No, those people can't be excellent. You don't hold the bar that high for yourself. So they're too good to hold the bar for themselves that high, even though it's not affecting you. But no, that person, who do they think they are trying to hold the standard for themselves? It's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And so many people talk that talk all the time. And they don't, they just don't get it. Like they, they talk that all the time. They've gotten so comfortable with berating other people who get into their gifts. And we allow it. And I got tired of that. And so in the, in the spirit of setting boundaries, I say, you know what? I'm done with that. I set my intentions and I move forward. Be okay with being the foreign. Being okay with being the foreign. I am the foreign. Why? Because when people go to foreign countries, they act different. A lot of times people act better in foreign cities, states, lands, countries than they do in their own home city. People will research the foreign lands. It could be a city four hours away. They will research and figure out places to be. And they will see, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I like this. Ooh, whoa, that's a little expensive for me. Let's do something else. And they move on. They don't turn around and attack that place for being out of their budget. They find what is in their budget. Or they look and see that place and they see, okay, well, maybe can I do something? Is there something that's maybe, you know, what can we afford in there? Because I really want to be in that environment. I really want to be in that space. When I started looking at myself that way and understanding I am the foreign, I understand that. The way that I treat myself has to be better. My self-respect, my self-love, my self-understanding exponentially grew. Because instead of me focusing on what somebody else has to say, because I learned as a service provider, working years internationally in service and being a director of hospitality and working at the highest level of hospitality that you can imagine, all the way up to ownership and investment in hospitality, I realize it's always the customer's right. But I realize the customer is not always right. And the customer also has to take responsibility with how they treat spaces that they take as disrespectful to themselves solely because they realize that something in that space makes them feel inadequate. 
Dior's prices are Dior's prices. And just because a person feels inadequate because Dior wants to charge $3,000 for a handbag does not give them the right to walk in Dior and start screaming and throwing things and destroying things and slandering things because they feel that Dior is out of their price range. And a lot of people are fed up with that. People will make public debacles of themselves because they feel that they have this self-righteous concept of, well, I need to destroy this because this is inadequate. When really, what they're really saying is this level of quality that this space has created for itself or itself or herself or themselves has made me feel inadequate. That is why I'm acting out. That is why I'm getting loud because I don't feel seen. So see me in my inadequacy. So be okay with being a foreign. So you can start speaking the language of how you thrive. A foreign needs premium fuel. I feed myself the highest standard of foods. It's getting to the point where I can't even go to fast food restaurants like that. If I go, somebody has an attitude, I'm like, I'm walking out because I don't even want y'all touching my food like that. I thank God I went to culinary school because if I see something and it's at a fast food restaurant, I can go home and I can put the ingredients together and I can cook it sometimes even better. I create my space. Just like a foreign, you want to keep it nice and clean. Sometimes you do the extra detailing. Okay, well, for myself, I take extra care. I have never moisturized myself as moisturized, or I have never moisturized myself as much as I have moisturized myself as I do now. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I'm more intentional. I'm not just, ooh, let me hurry up because I got I to gotta get out the house. Let me hurry up. I don't do that anymore. Because I had to be okay with being the foreign and not creating these imaginary problems that aren't even mine. Not trying to survive in somebody else's reality that they're not even focused on being in because they didn't intentionally create their world. No. I have more intention. And I focus on how can I thrive? Because when I thrive, I overflow and I can give to others from my overflow and not be in a space of lack, burnout, things like that. The fourth thing was, um, instead of looking at what something costs, I just look at what the benefit of it was. I also had to look at like loss. So like, instead of looking at how much I lost on something, I had to look at the benefit of it. Walking away from my business, my in-person storefront business was a huge loss, quote unquote. And I talked about it on TikTok where I was like, here's how I spent 40000 or here's how I lost 40000 And like, here's why I closed the school. And like, I took a major loss. I took a six-figure loss, but I had to reframe my mind and say, what is the benefit here? The benefit here is I learned how to set boundaries. The benefit here is I learned how to properly vet people. The benefit here is I learned how to properly look at what people say and look at what they do and calculate. I can calculate and understand if they really have great intentions or not, because I was so naive in the name of service and just wanting to help people that I wasn't properly vetting people. And so understanding how much something costs was easy. This is 6,000. This is 100,000. This is a million. 
this is 10K, this is a 30K month, this is da-da-da, I got it. Oh, this is going to cost me 1000 this is going to cost me 5000 this is going to cost me 10000 got it. I understood the in and out, the expense, flow, earnings, got it. But I had to stop being so chaotic when it was a loss and so overly overly excited and shocked when it was a gain. And I had to get more neutral and start being like, what is the benefit here? What is the benefit here? Once I truly understood how to ask myself that question, I stopped trying to defend purchases that I made or moves that I made because I understood the benefit outweighed what I was investing. The ROI was going to give me a greater return. So now I can move with more clarity. Why do I invest so heavily into courses or why do I reinvest so much of my income back into growing my business and growing myself? I do that because I understand that the benefit is that I am always putting myself around people who are 10 steps ahead of me. It helps me to condense time and to stop wasting my time thinking I know what things need to be when I really don't. Because if I did, I would have gotten it already. It was me understanding the benefit of getting out of that space of offense because so many people stay there. And so many people gaslight themselves out of being offended when they really need to be offended. I needed to be offended because I had let things go on for so long and I needed to get in that space where I didn't allow it to send me into a spiral, but instead allowed me to be like, you know what? I'm not going to allow myself to keep being offended here because I need to grow. And then I actually grew. The fifth thing and the final thing was um, really pushing past the peak of comfort. A lot of times people are like, I just want to automate things and I just want things to be on autopilot and I just want things to just be easier and I just want to take what I'm doing and I want to make it work faster and I just want what I have now to work the way that I want it to work without making any major changes. And that's not how life works. Things change. And when you understand that things change, you also understand that you have to change with it. But so many people become so concrete and so tied to one major thing that they don't allow themselves to grow. And then they're exhausted and then they're burnt out. Because they know deep down inside that something is calling them to grow and do something different. And for me, I got sick of that. And that's when I started understanding, like, I don't want to be on autopilot. I don't want to live my life by default. I want to live my life by design. And when I really started looking at living life by design, I started, like, I actually went on Google and I was like, how to create a life by design. And I realized, okay, I already know this stuff. Why am I not doing it, though? And in order to design, you have to create. Why am I not creating? 
Oh, because I don't feel like I can. Oh, because I feel like things have to be a certain way. Oh, because I feel like I have to fall into this exact picture perfect system. So I'm looking for a picture perfect strategy. And if something doesn't seem like the way I think it should be, then now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's a scam because it's not the way I thought it should be. Oh, that ain't it because I didn't learn anything. Oh, that's not this. And it's because I'm so concrete, which means I'm not free. Freedom flows, freedom expands, freedom is where it can freely move and freely adjust and freely do the things it needs to do without having to go into survival mode, without having to go into rock bottom in order to surrender and be free. So I want freedom. What is freedom? I started looking up, what is freedom? What's another word for freedom? And I landed on autonomy. Autonomy is having the freedom. Autonomy is freedom. And if I actually, like right now, pull up the meaning of autonomy, it's independence or freedom. The will or one's actions, the autonomy of the individual, the condition of being autonomous, self-government or the right of self-government. So many people don't have self-government. Everybody has self-government. But so many people are not exercising that right of self-government and they believe and I believed for so long it has to be this certain way, especially as an esthetician. I had constantly hit the ceiling and I'm like, why do I keep hitting this ceiling? Why am I not able to grow? Like in order for me to grow, I have to do more things. And I know that there's an easier way. Like everybody burns themselves out of the industry. Why? I don't want to do that anymore. I had to get off of that wheel and I had to get into rooms that were 10 times further than me so that I can understand there is a better way. But the reason people are not taking the better way is because the ones that go learn about the better way, they take the better way, but they teach the people how to stay on the wheel. They teach the people how to discount themselves. They teach the people how to do what they've been doing that they know is not working, but they teach it to them because they know if they want to make money, that they got to teach people what they think they want. Because it is harder to teach people what they actually need to actually achieve the things they want to achieve. And I felt like that was so dangerous. It didn't align with me. I want to teach people how to get free. And when they haven't been free for so long, I know it's going to be a little difficult. I know their mind is going to want to go to their first mind. I know they're going to want to go back to what's comfortable. But what's comfortable is slowly hurting you. Was comfortable 10 years from now, you will wish that you weren't still doing it. There's so many people that listen to my podcast when I first came out and then we're here today and they are still doing what is no longer comfortable. It wasn't comfortable then. It's not comfortable now. They are still doing it. And it's because it is hard to go from always needing to be plugged into someone telling you what to do to actually trusting that you can be free. It's difficult. And it only becomes simple when you realize that you've been making it difficult. When you realize that you haven't been putting yourself around other autonomous people That you've only been putting yourself around spaces where they've created this system that tells you how to get on autopilot. That tells you how to be automated. Because if they can keep you in their ecosphere along their autopilot structure, then 
you'll stay in there. You'll stay in the wheel. When you get free, you're not tied to it. That was that was the lesson I learned. I learned that I had to get out of the system. I had to. Because the system was constantly violating my own force. I didn't want to work a nine to five. I didn't want to be in traffic. I didn't want to have to do things the exact way that they did them. I wanted things to be custom. I wanted to enjoy life. I wanted to have my schedule match my energy and not to have to force my energy to get in alignment to my schedule. I wanted that. And I thank God that I actually set a boundary with myself to say, stop quitting on yourself. You can do it. Yes, you're going to take a dip because you're no longer building on the foundation of you being the sacrifice for this foundation to stand. So I guess you could call this my check-in. It's like a 90-day <laughs> check-in, but it's also the things that I've learned, yes, but the things that I already knew that I just didn't implement because it didn't click. And last year it clicked for me. So I hope this episode clicked for you, especially perfect timing. My little one just got home. So I hope this clicked for you for sure. And um, I, if you feel called to work with me, just head over to Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. There's links in the bio. You already know what to do. You already know how to get what you came for. But I want to work with the ones who are ready to go. I'm definitely launching the next mastermind. So the payment plans for that, since we're ahead, the payment plans are a lot lower so that people are able to make those payments and be available for the mastermind. So if you know that you want to be a part of the mastermind, definitely um, send me a message and we'll get you started so that you can get what you need. All right. I only want to work with people that know that they are ready to go to their next level, that are excited to go to their next level, but that also understand that it's going to be work. They understand that the work is working on themselves and they trust and know that they're going to get through the work because they're putting themselves in the space to be able to be supported and get to their next level okay so the investment is five grand in order to be at my masterminds we don't we we don't lower the excellent standard and so I want to see you there I definitely want to see you there I know this time we're going to have about eight amazing women in the room so I can't wait I can't wait to hug on y'all in person I can't wait to see y'all in the actual um weekly chats like I'm excited this mastermind is about to be it's about to be on top I can't wait so listen I will talk to y'all in the next episode thanks for listening in I hope you got some juice out of this and um whatever you do I'm gonna keep becoming elite just make sure whatever you do you keep becoming elite talk to you soon